Welcome back to Tea Radio Marin. I am your host, Santi Hernandez, joined by my co-host, Javier Vicuna. And on today's show, we are so excited to have a special guest. His name is Gustavo. Um, welcome to the show. You want to, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Gustavo Lopez. I'm 20 years old and I live in Novato. Yes, and he will be talking with us about um, mechanic. He's b- becoming a mechanic and kind of understanding more about the process, the school he chose to do that, and his plans in the future with that. But before we get into that conversation, we do have an icebreaker question be- just to break the ice and get us talking. <laughs> and our icebreaker question is, what is your dream car? That's a hard question. I, I know. <laughs> do, you have mul- do you have multiple dream cars? Or Yeah, but I have... I have a good one. Okay. Okay. My dream car is a 1970s Plymouth Roadrunner. Oh, okay. Why? Uh, Well, growing up, my dad had a Plymouth Scamp Valiant, Mm. and I've always liked the brand Plymouth, Mm. Chrysler, Dodge. They're my favorite overall. And the Roadrunner is just a car you don't always see. So I like driving stuff that isn't out there. Mm, I, I feel you on that one. What about you? Me, I'm going to seem like such a basic guy. Um, really calling me out here, uh, but a GTR. Oh, yeah, a GTR. Car, yeah. oh, okay. An R35 specifically. Okay. Not an R34. An okay. R35 for sure. I know it's a pretty outdated car now, but I don't know. It's something about the interior. I've been in one before, and I think from that one moment, I was like, this is this is the car that I want, man. Like, this is what, what I, I'm focusing on. So, yeah. Um, but it's awesome to hear that you're a Dodge guy. Um, cause I hate Chevy guys. So oh. I'm glad you're a Chevy guy. <laughs> I'm glad you're not a Chevy guy, dude. <laughs> never, 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 never. That's tricky. Actually, I don't know why I asked this question. Cause that's like one of the hardest ones for me. Um, right now I'm feeling because it's summer time is coming. I really want a truck mm-hmm. to, um, afford, but the classic trucks, I've been dreaming of having one of those with a nice paint color. Oof. Follow what kind right of there. Ford? Um, shoot the nineteen, nineteen eighty. Ooh, I'm blanking. Nineteen eighty something. I'm blanking. But I've seen. I also like the Chevy, the Chevy trucks, the the classic ones though, not mm-hmm. the newer ones. Mm-hmm. They re- look really nice, like a red, um, red uh, and black. Old Toyota, old Toyota trucks. I really like too. Um, and I really also like uh, Datsuns, like the Datsun trucks, like, you know, the Nissan trucks. Yeah, uh, I, have, back then. I have some of those. Oh, really? Yeah, what, I, have a, I have a 78, 620. Oh, nice. A Datsun truck? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Those are really nice. Those are really nice trucks. Yeah, yeah we're going to get into the body work and I just put a new engine and transmission in it. Awesome. And nice. We're going to do a bunch of stuff over Dang, the summer. That's so cool. That's amazing. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm really into trucks. Hmm. Um, but yeah. My teacher, she's uh, finishing a 1948 F100. Oh, okay. Wow. Board pickup. 1948? Yeah. Board pickup. Crazy. That's her baby. <laughs> That's no, so I've been cool. seeing more and more um, Ford trucks. I went to, there was a a car show in Petaluma. And that's where I saw the the, the Chevy one. Mm. And was I was really this over the weekend. Yeah, the yeah, it was over the weekend. Were you there? Yeah, I I, I showed up in my car. You did? I couldn't participate because it wasn't an American car, but I made it there. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't know. That. I was there, and there was this um, yeah Chevy. I didn't really check. I was in and out out of there, but it was a red, like entirely red and black black wheels. But it was really nice. I really liked that one. I didn't have a chance to go to that, but did you guys see a Pikachu there? 
Like some guy dressed as Pikachu? No. I, was, I, I saw that on someone's story. That really? There's some guy dressed like Pikachu no. around that place. It was pretty big. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to be that big. Yeah, so they do that show, I think, every year, and it's mm. based off oh, a movie, really? American Graffiti. So they do it to oh. honor the movie because it was mostly filmed in Petaluma, Petaluma. I think, around the 70s. So oh. that's why they do oh, that. This is George Dude. Lucas's film. George yes. Lucas created this. This is right oh. before Star Wars. That's right. That makes sense. Before. Yeah. So it's yeah. like they bring like 1972 and under cars and also cars that were in the movie. So you can petition to have your car in it, but they have to be okay with it. But it's mostly American-made cars. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know about that because. Um, we're really, my siblings and I were really into cars and we go to different car shows, but we accidentally went to Petaluma. I went to one of the shops and everything was closed and I was so confused. My brother goes, oh, I think it's a car show. I'm positive. And we, parking was crazy to find. We had to walk, but just the, the cars were absolutely amazing. They're very classic cars. That's mm-hmm. why we're, we, I didn't know the theme, but that makes sense. Yeah, it's the one day a year that everyone gets to bring out their classics, so everyone loves it. And you see stuff you never really see on the daily. Mm. Some people yeah. just have them hidden for the year. Yeah, I yeah, those really crazy ones I saw. It, there was also another one that it was just like they showed the displayed how people would get food, like the little yeah. food tray outside next to the car. I thought it was really interesting. And what are your thoughts on like more like I would say more more like street organized car meets so like the ones in parking lots the ones you know like those kinds of co- oh, what, what are your opinions on i like <laughs> the the car meets you could say where people pull up with their cars and they get it out and park and enjoy other people's cars they appreciate every little detail people have put into it and the work they do i go to cars and coffee mm. Ooh, I love in cars Nevada, and right? coffee, yeah. yeah it's every first sunday of every month Mm -hmm. so i try to make it there whenever i can which is a really cool show you see a lot of diverse people and different builds and high-end cars classic cars Mm -hmm. so it's just you get a good feel for a lot of different you could say points of views of how people feel about cars Mm -hmm. and what they're really into Mm -hmm. yeah i think it says a lot about their personality too it's so interesting you know i have a a old car and you know people come up to you a lot and they're like oh i used to drive this car when i was oh yeah yeah yeah. you just start conversations with random people and you can just talk about it for hours and they give you tips and then you know you learn new things from different people who you speak to some people are mechanics some people do it for a passion so it just depends on who you run into and it's just a cool show to come and get coffee in the morning on a sunday on a weekend and then you just get to enjoy everything that's always hidden mm-hmm. till the month comes and then everyone comes that day with their beautiful cars and then you just get to see everything yeah for sure i can agree with you on the the people it brings a lot of conversations when someone sees your car it's like oh i had that or that was my dream car when i was um 18 mm-hmm. or they have crazy stories of I think my favorite thing about classics in general is the story it has because they're classic cars. They have like some of them are one time owners. So like it hasn't been owned by any other people. Yeah. And they have like a story of how well they've taken care of it or someone found it and it was destroyed. And then compared to how they have it now and they're like, oh, this is how I found it. And this is how I have it. This is what I did. This is what I did. So it's it's really awesome. 
to experience that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think also uh, two weekends ago or, or three weekends ago now, uh, San Rafael also had a downtown car show. Right. Yeah, that was the May Madness car show. May Madness, that's what it was. I forgot to enlist, <laughs> and I couldn't make that one either, uh, but dang. I'll be there next year. Okay. Did you have a chance to check that one out? No. Um, no, I didn't. No? I don't think I did. Yeah, me neither. But I like the Petaluma one more. I've I've been to the well, SR how can you one. Say that if you didn't because go, oh, I've been okay. to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the the Petaluma one had more um, ambiente. Well, it's it's more like it has that movie connection there. Oh, so. Yeah, it's just people were there. Yeah. There was music. I don't know. I just found it more fun. Sorry, sorry, but I found it more fun. Yeah, I like the Petaluma area. You know, you usually go to Petaluma and you'll see at least one or two classics. Sometimes it's rare to see something out here in San Rafael like that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people come out of San Rafael from like Petaluma and stuff and they enlist just to come to the shows. But Petaluma has always had like a big car culture, you could mm-hmm. say, with classics. Mm. A lot of people have them in barns, in their garages. You don't even know who has a classic car until the show. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've seen this guy, like a Honda, and then he comes like in a 1970s Chevelle, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. I don't know. I I think my maybe my brother's influence on me with classic cars, but yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I just wanted to move things along and, and just ask you, so what, what got you interested in cars in the first place? Well, my family's always been a big car family. Mm. We really appreciate cars. I mean, my sister, my dad, my mom. We used to have a 73 Plymouth Scamp, which was our family classic. And I can just remember like all the times me and my dad and sister just cruised in that car. And mm. it just really got me into cars because, I don't know, something about cars. It's just, it's a machine. And when you sit in it, the older you go, the more simpler they are. New cars nowadays have a lot of technology. So, yeah, I mean, some people appreciate it, some don't. I'm more of an old cars person. I like the feel when you're in it and the mm-hmm. wind's hitting you, no AC, <laughs> windows down, a little stick transmission. You're controlling the power yourself. I don't know. It's just. I've always loved cars. I, I've always been interested in who designed the first car. Who mm-hmm. knew that the transmission would move the power to the rear wheels through a drive shaft? You know, it's like it's more than just a car. It's like the whole concept of how every single bolt in that car has a function mm-hmm. and how everything works together to make one moving vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. That was very well said. <laughs> um, I think it's, again, so cool to, and refreshing, honestly. Uh, to hear someone your like your age like be interested in classic cars so much because I feel like everyone that's again around our age they're mostly into the new cars they're mostly into the whole new like the modding scene's pretty crazy with yeah. new cars now and that's kind of seems to be like what's popular right but it's it's awesome to hear that you have such a strong passion for classic cars like that yeah I love the smell of gasoline and <laughs> just carburetors in general you know mm-hmm. I feel like new cars are just loud exhaust yep. and lowered and you can't really do much with them you can give it a nice paint job but besides that the car is already built it comes with like like Nissan 350Zs they come with a nice engine already mm-hmm. you just get in it and drive it but in an old car like you were saying earlier People take them from, you know, barns and they bring it back to life. They give it a nice paint job. They put their work into it. It's not something you just get in and go. Right. You have to do it over time and it's a process. Some people aren't ready for that process. Some are. 
takes a lot of money and dedication to actually build a classic. I feel like new cars, you can just go buy one and get in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who I've been helping just film for his YouTube channel. He um, he owns a Squareback, a Volkswagen Squareback um, that he bought, um, you know, again, beat up. It was, again, never really used, but it was in pretty bad. Well, what I mean is that it was just locked up for a long time. So, you know, over time the cars kind of deteriorate. Yeah. So he kind of, uh, he's just kind of literally taken the whole thing apart, sp- like done a whole new paint job on it. Like he already has a nice set idea, but again, that just takes so much time and dedication and research too. On Is the it car. like a 70 square back? Uh, I think it's a 60 square back. Uh, I'll get back to you on that, but, um, because yeah, I, I love Volkswagen. That's, those are my favorite cars. 1967. Oh, Volkswagens are really nice too. Yeah. 1967, uh, VW square back. Yeah. I have a 68 Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, you oh, do? Oh my God. You have, you have a lot of cars. Yeah, <laughs> too many. No, I think one of the hard things for people who really like cars is when to when to say no. I mean, <laughs> honestly, we've we've gone to car shows or even not even on car shows. Like we're sometimes on on Facebook market, especially my brother. And he's like, yo, this car is this. And I, and my mom, if you show my mom, my mom goes, that's an old car. <laughs> but to him, it's like, no, if you put this and that and, and do that, like it's going to be an amazing car. And, and his thinking is like, I have the money, but being smart and saying no but man there's some really good cars out there yeah i feel for that you know i'm trying to get a muscle car so mm-hmm. i'm showing like different cars to my mom to get her opinion and she's like why do you want another car like this is just more waste of money but personally i think it's it's a deeper feeling than just it's a car mm-hmm. you know i'm trying to buy one of those plymouths my dad had mm-hmm. okay and i want to redo it exactly how that one was I actually bought that car back, but he had it in El Salvador. So it's been out there for a while now. Wow. And I bought it from his friend out there. So whenever I go out there, I'll just drive it out there. So I was like, why not buy one here too and have two? Oh, okay. So yeah. That's, that's the awesome. plan for the summer. That's so cool. If I can execute this week, I shall have a Plymouth. <laughs> so let me ask you a curious question. How many cars do you guys have? My dad has too many cars. Oh. <laughs> he literally has a lot. <laughs> okay. Like over twenty. Oh wow! Jeez, how do you guys keep those? Like, like how do you guys keep those in a garage or special stuff? Uh, we have like a like lot. We rent a, a lot, lot, and rent a lot. he just keeps them there. Wow, we have a lot. Damn, yeah. that's awesome. Not all of them are classics, but he just he just likes cars. You know, he just buys random cars. Like he'll show up and be like, "Oh, I got a new car," and I'm like, <laughs> "Why?" <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's his cars, but I have like five. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. Soon to be six. Soon to be six. And what, speaking of like the many cars that you have, what was your first car? My first car was the 1968 Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, so oh. is that where you learned how to drive too on that car, or did you? I learn learned how, how to, drive? to drive in a really old Ford pickup. Oh. I was like 13. He was teaching me in a parking lot how to drive stick. Oh, I could okay. barely reached the clutch, but <laughs> I remember that day specifically. But. Uh, I kind of got the Beetle in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like 15. I wanted a classic car, but, you know, I was young and didn't have much money. So he had this Beetle sitting around. And he also had this other muscle car that he was supposed to give me, but 
the plans changed so he was he like said no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> he said he would sell me the beetle so i bought the beetle off of him and it's just been a a wild journey ever since i got that car wow oh, nice but i've seen some really nice ones too it's a hate and love relationship with that car but i've put a lot of time and money into it and it's it's getting there okay that's awesome. the engine on those beetles are in the back of like in the back of the car right yeah um and they have like a certain name to it now like that it's a engine. boxer motor boxer motor that's yeah I've done a lot of stuff to my engine. I mean, I've I've rebuilt it. I've put dual carburetors on it. They usually come with a single carburetor. Yeah. It's a 1600 dual port. My car originally came with a 1500 single port okay. engine. But yeah. yeah, everyone knows me for that Beetle. <laughs> so I don't know. Have you taken it to car shows? I've taken it to a couple. It's okay. a, it's, it's like mint green. Oh, mint green. I actually came out here to the parking lot for a Volkswagen meet one time. So that was kind of interesting when I came here. And I was like, oh, I've oh, been here, here before. You've yeah. been oh, so, here so, in so you were here lot? for the Day of the Dead event. Yeah. Yeah, the Day the of the green Dead one. show. Oh, okay. I shot I don't photos. remember. I was there. Yeah, we were both there. Yeah, I shot photos for yeah, that event. I had the mint green beetle. Okay, I think oh remember God. it. Oh, my God. Man, I think I can look that car up. Yeah. We have a picture of that somewhere. Somewhere. I know. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. We at the police station and it came all the way here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we literally helped set all that up. Yeah. That's so crazy. I yeah. don't know why we didn't What a small that. world. So, yeah, small world. Emily did yeah, a, a good job Yeah, uncle here. was also in the show with his friends mm-hmm. with the red beetle and the other gray awesome. one. See the one in the Chucky costume? That was, was one costume. of their friends, too. Oh, and their friends I think too. it was the orange bug yeah, that yeah, he was in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are really nice. So... I know we're, we're like <laughs> jumping right into the conversation, but I do want to get a little bit more of your background, which is like, um, where did you go to school from like middle school, high school, and then college? Well, I went to Linwood Elementary School. Okay. Kinder through fifth grade. I went to San Jose Middle School all three years, mm-hmm. sixth grade through eighth grade. I did my four years of high school at Novato High School. And... I've bounced around from colleges. I've went to Santa Rosa Junior College my first semester, but now I've stayed committed to College of Marin, mm-hmm. and I really like it there. Okay, and, what? Oh, sorry. Yeah, is um when you went to college, did you already have in mind what you wanted to study? Yeah, I've been wanting to be a mechanic my whole life. Your whole life? Oh, so you knew right away what you wanted to do? Yeah, I wanted to turn wrenches and get dirty with grease and oil, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) When you walked in, I was like, I think he's been working. I saw your hands. Yeah, I I told her when I came in, I was like, yeah, I just got out of work. I'm a little dirty, but, you know, I had to make the show. Authenticity. It looks looks cool, in my opinion. (laughs) What were your, um, in high school, did... Did they have an auto shop at all? Or? Oh, yeah, that's a good So question. by the time I got to high school, um, the auto shop programs were pretty much taken out. Oh. So that was a bummer. But oh, really? I've been working on cars all throughout high school with my friends and my dad and his friends. There's mm-hmm. always been car talk around me. I've always, you know, I feel like a lot of the stuff I know is because I started really young. So that helped me out in the long run. Yeah. So, so you always been had like a hands-on experience. Yeah, absolutely. So oh, when I awesome. bought this Beetle, it didn't run. So my dad said that if I wanted a car, I'd make it run. Mm-hmm. So ah, that's, that's where good. the journey began. That's a good dad right there. <laughs> yeah. And during that time, so you didn't play any sports or any extra school activities? You just dedicated your whole time basically to... Yeah, my friends would always make fun of me, you know, they'd be like, why don't you play sports? Like, you could play sports, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I was more like, I'm a car guy, you know, I'm gonna stick to the cars. 
It's an expensive hobby too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've just tell yeah. me about yeah. that. I don't yeah. know. I don't do well with others, so I stayed out of sports. I just mm. stuck to cars, which was my thing. That's so cool to hear, man. Because again, I feel like a lot of people, when they're passionate about something, they feel like they have to do a certain, like something that isn't what they're actually passionate about, just to either fit in or because of like peer pressure from friends or what whatever. But it's awesome that you stuck. Yeah, you know, when we were growing up and I was like 11 and I was walking with my friends on the street Mm -hmm. and I'd see like an old car and I'd be like, that car has so much potential, nice rims, paint job, a nice motor. That could be a great car. And they'd just laugh and be like, you think every car is (laughs) going to be a good car. But Mm -hmm. now they support and they see the vision and they see what I do. So then they they see now that I've stuck to my vision and they see what I was I was telling them back then, you know, now they see me doing it with my cars and they see me turn this beetle from rust to a nice driver now you know i daily drive it so okay i have a, I have a question when you you said in high school that you didn't have the 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 what's it called the auto shop pro- yeah. the, um programs in high school in your time now and your friend group of friends and people you know would have it been good to have one of course, you know, I feel like a lot of people lack some knowledge of their cars. So when they go to shops, they don't really know what they're being mm. told, you know, like okay. something as simple as, you know, maybe for me, it's simple because I've done it a lot. But to somebody, it's harder, like an oil change hmm. that goes a long way. You know, you save a lot of money, oh, yeah. brakes, just regular means that you shouldn't be paying too much for. You should learn how to do it yourself and it would benefit you in the long run. You could help family members, you know. What I feel like a lot of programs were missing in high school. I know TL has has one. I don't know if they've continued it today, but my Elvis that I mentioned, he was in that program, and I think my brother also was in it for a little bit. So I think Tara Linda actually has one still. Yeah. They still have it, and I did take a course during high school there. It was called Shifting Gears, so they taught me <laughs> like a little bit about cleaning carburetors out and rebuilding oh, okay. them and like concepts of cars. You know, I met a lot of cool guys in that. And they were, like, from TL, San Marin, Novato. But it was, like, more of, like, you go and you do it yourself. Not, like, they really offered it. Like, yeah. somebody walked up to me because they knew I liked cars and was like, oh, you should do shifting gears. And I was like, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. It's a okay. cool experience. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at San Rafael High School, uh, what's funny is that, so I went to SR. Um, and we did have an auto shop, but that's been torn down. Really? Then for way? the new building. So there's a new building at SR uh, that... That's where the auto shop used to be. But what I can tell you from the experience that my friends had, because it was still open during, because I graduated 2017. So all throughout that mid-2010s, it was still kind of like its last years of the auto shop. Um, And from what I remember from my friends telling me about their experiences there was that it was just not good. (laughs) It was was very underdeveloped. Mm. Um, It was, uh, again, like, it, what would happen is like they would throw a lot of the immigrant students into those classes, into like those trade school classes. Um, and auto shop was one of them. And, and they wouldn't like there'd be that language barrier with the teacher. Like they would want to do something to the cars, but then they couldn't really do it because, mm. again, that language barrier didn't allow them to. Um, so it was com- I mean, I'm not I'm not mad that it's gone now because honestly, they weren't putting the the school wasn't putting the time and effort to actually make it better yeah i heard from a lot of people that when there was an auto program they really just got slapped with books and stuff yep. and they had to mm-hmm. read a lot which was not really hands-on no. so i mean you can read all you want but if you don't touch a bolt and you don't undo it and you don't put it on you're not gonna know how that bolt works you know yeah because they would have to take like dumb quizzes with about like the engine bay it's yeah like, okay like 
visualize it and study it off of a book, like you said, when they would rather just do literally look at an engine and actually point everything out hands on, you know, so it like creates that muscle memory already. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I know a lot of great mechanics that never went to school for it, but they just got down and started working on cars at an early age. And the more work they did, the more you learn, you know, Mm -hmm. I work at a shop and every day it's a new thing. You think you know everything, but then (laughs) a new car comes in and you have to learn a new thing. So it's always, if you get your hands on, you learn something new every day. And what are some of the cars that you work on in your auto shop right now? Is it classic cars or just any car, really? Uh, we do maintenance. At the, we do a lot of maintenance and, like, just whatever we can, you know. So it's right here in San Anselmo, so a lot of Porsches and oh, really? Audis, oh. Mercedes. I feel like we're a German engineering yeah. shop now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Do you like working with German cars? I like German cars, but old German cars. Okay. I think yeah, the new ones German. are just, you know, Too go to the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Too complicated. Yeah, like I feel like the dealer does a lot of stuff where they'll they'll put certain things they only know how to do or like special tools and then you're just stuck there, you know, we have to order special tools. Like mm-hmm. right now I'm doing the head gaskets and timing chain on a Land Rover and I've had to order like seven specialty tools Jeez. just to get it ready for the head gaskets. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you don't have the tools, it, it adds a lot of time to the work, you know, that you don't really need. So, I mean, it's whatever. We'll get it done, but it just gets a lot in the way of how you work because then you have to pause, order a tool. Maybe it takes four days. Now you got to add four days till that tool's there. And then now you have four days that you didn't do anything on the car because you don't have the tool. So then you got to tell the customer, like, Oh, we had to order a special tool. It's going to take a little bit longer than we had quoted you for, but we're not going to charge you, you know. So I just like getting it done. So if I tell someone, like, I'm going to do this right here and it's going to take this long, I like doing it. Just straight up going into it, getting the problem Mm -hmm. fixed. But I don't like when you have to stop and order special tools and it just takes longer, you know. It's a little frustrating. Like by the fourth day, you might not even know where that bolt that you were trying to get off or had taken off already went. So it's just... Now you're sitting there trying to put pieces together and figure out where they went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think with old with newer cars, it's getting more um, like technological well, and it's more like and it's electric. being it's being very different now. My my brother he loves working like in classic cars because of how he's he I don't know he just says it's <laughs> a lot it's it's easier for him to work with and he likes the putting pieces together. Um, I think he's just trying to stay away from the electronic stuff. As I mentioned before, he's that's the one thing he's like, I don't want to mm-hmm. mess with that. Because what if I mess something up? He's like, anything else, I'm okay with. But you said something um, earlier that I, I wanted to emphasize, and that's that it's really good to know, you know, know things about your car. Because, yeah, you bought a car. It can be worth 50K, 60K. But if you don't know how it works, not saying all mechanics are like this, <laughs> but sometimes it because of lack of information, they can be overcharging you or charging you for the wrong thing. Yeah. And your, um, you know, things in your car might be fine, but they're like, oh, we need to change it. But because of you not knowing information about your, your car, basic information, you know, that, that's that barrier. So I think um, it's really important. And I thought about it. And I'm like, I don't think they've ever taught us in anything about life in school, like <laughs> cars, oh, like and with cars, money and like, yeah. all of those things that you actually are going to need right after mm-hmm. you leave school. Yeah. I mean, high school specifically. You know, I feel like a lot of people, you know how he said they were thrown into that 
program, which is like a like a hands-on kind of thing. Some people don't have it in them to continue going to school, and they just want to do something like become a mechanic mm-hmm. or wood shop, mm-hmm. and they don't offer a lot of that. So I feel like school's really messed up with that because yeah. some people just, they have gifts, and maybe school isn't one of them, but they can use their hands, and they can do a lot with that. Ooh, so. I totally agree with you on that, especially on in different types of... Um, not everybody just learns the same. No, and there's nothing wrong with taking a trade like position at all. Like I know also I had the same conversation with my barber cuz my barber he he didn't go to school, but he now he's making like, you know, like he's making good money and he just says like a lot of the time when he was growing up like they were telling him, "Oh, barber shop is like that's too much. Like you shouldn't dedicate all your time. You should go to college and actually get, go get a degree or something." I'm like and that's fine. I understand. I, I mean, I graduated from college, but I and but my friend, a lot of my other friends who are also doing trade stuff, I respect them because you know they're making a good amount of money, and I respect that because they worked a lot, hard. A lot right of them after. become business yeah. owners. Business owners, exactly. Yeah, Small so business owners. They say I'm not too sure. Don't quote me on it, but <laughs> they say people that go to college and get A's work for people that have C's and D's eventually. You're one of my because, people. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's just the way you think of life. Mm-hmm. Life isn't too complicated. If you just if you find what you want to do and you stick true to that vision, you can do whatever you want. You know, absolutely. I've always stuck true to being a mechanic. People tell me that I'm getting there. Some people tell me that I'm not even halfway there. But I keep going because one day maybe I can open my own shop and yeah. put my vision out there, and people will still, you know, there's people that will hate and there's people that will appreciate, but it just it depends on you, you know. School is cool and all, but there's only so much you can do with a degree. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that are older than me that have graduated from four years and they come back and they work a regular job because it's so hard to get a job in their field. Mm-hmm. Just because they, to get a, you know, like a diploma, they, they do something like, I don't know, biology or psychology and you know Mm -hmm. those are careers that i don't know about biology but psychology is one of like the most unpaid careers ever and it's like (laughs) you it's so hard to find a job as like in that field i don't know because one thing that's also tough for a lot of um students who also just graduate um from college is just if they don't have an internship beforehand if they didn't get any on-hand experience it's a lot harder to apply for these positions i know like when you apply for a job and they like you submit your resume. Okay, you have your college degree and the ass experience, but you just graduated. Like yeah. you don't have any experience because well, you just emphasize you yeah, to get an internship. So it's, but it's interesting how it, they don't hire you because you don't have that experience, and they hire someone who else has experience, but you haven't gotten there. So yeah. it's like asking them, give me the experience, so then that if I were to apply somewhere else, I have the experience. Yeah, personally, I think that a diploma just basically states that. You showed up to a place for four years in a row. You took all your classes. You were there in time. Mm -hmm. And you did what you had to do to graduate. So that's the only thing the employer sees with that. But they don't see what you've done with your hands, how good you are with calculations or whatever it is and what field you're going to. So it just depends on what field you get into, you know. Yeah, for sure. I love this part of our conversation, but I'm going to play a short PSA and then we will be right back.
Looking for a way to make a local impact and take action against climate change in your community? The Center for Volunteer and Nonprofit Leadership, in partnership with CA Climate Action Corps, California Volunteers, Office of the Governor, has an ongoing climate action wildfire prevention project in the four counties that we serve, Marin, Napa, Solano, and Sonoma. The mission of this project is to engage community members in volunteer work to reduce wildfire risk in communities around the North Bay. Since September 2022, we have recruited over 500 climate volunteers. In Marin, CVNL has an ongoing wildfire prevention project called San Pedro Ridge Fire Safety. San Pedro Ridge Fire Safety is led by Robin Pindoli and is a collection of friends and neighbors from throughout the county who are working to protect neighborhoods throughout San Rafael from wildfire. Join them two Saturdays a month to pull invasive French broom and help our local woodlands get back to health. The CVNL Climate Impact Project is a great volunteer opportunity for students in need of community service hours. Go to volunteernow.org slash climate dash impact dash project to sign up today. Hello and welcome back. Um, so again, hope you guys have been enjoying the show so far. Well, we want to kind of dedicate these next um, last half an hour of the show to learning more about your your experiences in the mechanic program. So one thing that really stuck out to me was you mentioning that you went from you started at the Santa Rosa Junior College. Yeah. Um, but then you switched over to Com indefinitely. Yeah. So what made so okay? Okay, so let's start here. What made you want to go to the JC first, like Santa Rosa Junior College? So I had a lot of older friends saying that Santa Rosa offered a very good automotive program. And a lot of people tend to go to Santa Rosa Junior College. I don't know, maybe it's just to get a little bit farther from home. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I had heard a lot of good stuff about the automotive program. So I was like, you know, why not try it out and go check out Santa Rosa and see what they can teach me? Yeah. But, you know, I enlisted. I went to the classes. And the Petaluma or Santa Rosa campus? The Santa Rosa campus. Santa Rosa campus. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to go there in time. It's a very long commute from Novato, yeah. at least an hour if there's no traffic. You know, I used to have a really... I hated the traffic, dude. used to have like a 604 diesel pickup, oh. like 140 <laughs> to fill up, you know, yeah. just to get to school. And then, you know, I'd show up and then occasionally the teacher would be like, oh, there's no class today. You know? Wow. So there was a lot of people sitting outside. I mean, I came from Novato. I don't know where everybody else came from, but, you know, that kind of made me mad. Yeah, Because, you know, I mean, we have email nowadays, so <laughs> you can just shoot an email let us know that you're not going to have class, you know. So I feel like we spent a lot of our time at that program missing class. And oh, really? Not really getting into it as much as I thought we would, you know. I don't know. They had like motors there and transmissions, but they wouldn't like they wouldn't really push you. You know, they also what really got to me was I was just beginning. So I knew the concept of things and how things worked. But, you know, you enlist and you're like, oh, I'm going to learn so much. Mm -hmm. But then you go there and the teacher's just like, oh, do this. And he expects you to just take apart a transmission. And it was like a, a semi transmission. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It has like two upper shafts and one lower shaft like the regular cars only bring one of each one upper and one lower and it's just like you're just sitting there kind of confused thinking like well what do i do because i just started i thought we were going to get the general concept and then yeah. he was going to walk around and be like oh this part does this and you got to do this for this reason but it was just really like i feel like the teacher that i had i can't speak about every single teacher but personally the teacher i had for the courses i took just missed a lot of class and didn't really push us or teach us too much. He kind of expected you to know everything when you went there. 
Okay. That's so interesting. So I went to Santa Rosa Junior College too my first two years. Um, I went over for the audio program, so the audio engineering program, because the comm didn't have that. So J, the, the SRJC was my only option. So that's why I, I ended up choosing uh, to go to SRJC after. Um, and one thing that was really interesting was during the audio program, there was actually two former mechanic students in that program. And I asked them, wait, so so what made you switch from, from the mechanic program into the audio program? It's like, well, just like you said, they didn't really teach you much. It was just kind of like, they, like you said, they had the kind of like the resources. They had all the stuff there, but the teacher just wasn't. I guess, putting the effort to the students or not giving enough effort to the students. Um, so that just made them switch. Um, and that's kind of how I, I got to understand maybe that there was something weird going on there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I signed up thinking, like, they were going to teach you, like, 6.0 liter motors for Ford, like, Cummins engines. But it was mostly, like, semi-work, you know, like... That's so interesting. Commercial work, yeah. medium, heavy-duty diesel pickups and stuff like that, which are, like... It's not something you just get into. Yeah. You have to know the basic concept to get to that point. Okay. Now, what? when did you decide to go to Calm? So my friend Christopher, he he started at Calm. The reason I didn't go there is because a lot of people told me, like, oh, Calm doesn't really do anything, you know? Like, they don't yeah, teach you yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of had it backwards. <laughs> so my friend told me, you know, you don't like it there. Why don't you come try College of Marin? Come this semester, I'll introduce you to the teachers. Come check it out. So, you know, I took my time and went to College of Marine, talked to the teachers, saw their shop way better. (laughs) We had more equipment there. The teachers were really nice. They helped me. So what really got to me at Santa Rosa, too, was I didn't know what to take. And I was making meetings with counselors, and they weren't getting back to me. And I just kind of enlisted in what I thought I was going to do. You know, Tell me about it. Like... One thing I also want to emphasize to whoever's listening right now is the college counselors at the JC, they're weird, dude. They are weird because basically they told me that I wouldn't be able to transfer in two years. And I thought that was a little weird because I had taken like AP classes in high school and I, I had been keeping track of my units. Yeah. But they told me, oh, no, those units don't transfer or whatever. That's what they told me. But I was like, this is weird. So I checked. I checked my own transcript and they did transfer those. They what they were pretty what I think and I'm pretty sure this is what they were trying to do is they were basically trying to lie to me so that I would enroll in more classes so that the mo- so the school would get more money essentially. Yeah, you know, I I had no clue on what to take at that yeah. program. I was just kind of oh, the powertrain sounds like something I want to learn, you know, and I signed up for it. And then I was just confused the whole time like everyone in there's like talking like they've been there for years and I'm just there like I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I only knew one guy. Mm-hmm. And I knew him from like Facebook Market because I bought an engine off of him. <laughs> oh, from <my> <laughs> that's funny. And I was like, I know you. And he was like, oh, what'd you do with that motor? You know, and I was just <laughs> talking to him. But they already like had been there for a couple of years. So they kind of had a bigger understanding. So I was just kind of lost. <laughs> what was okay. the age range you would say? Were you the youngest person there? Yeah, when I started, I was 18 and I was the youngest guy there. Yeah. So, um, okay. I was just kind of. Do you think alone? <laughs> do you think there's more of a diverse age range in at Com or I guess p- people closer to your age? Yeah, you know, I see a lot of new students come in. They're about 18, 19, mm-hmm. a lot of 20 year olds, and we have you know some 30 year olds, 40 year olds. For my pain class, we have a lot of 60 year olds, 50 year olds. You know, so it's just That's it ranges. Those. Yeah, it, we have a lot of different ages there, so I think it's better. Mm, you know, you learn some stuff from people that are older because they've been doing it for longer 
and they could be in your class and they give you tips and stuff. But in the other shop, it was just kind of like you're there by yourself, do the work, and get graded. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to just walk around and be like, oh, you can do this and that. You know, everyone yeah. was trying to learn. And maybe it wasn't just me who was lost. You know, maybe people were just trying to seem like they knew what they were doing. Right. Mm, that makes sense. What What are you cur- currently learning in the program? Like that, I guess that SRJC wasn't, you kind of you touched on to it in a, in a way. But Or maybe let's ask, like, what do you wish is, is more taught at COM or more programs that are, are needed in a way? I think COM has a lot of stuff already up there, you know. It's just up for you to go and grab the knowledge. Okay. So what I really like about College of Marin is the teachers, Ron Palmer, you know, Nick Farah. Mm-hmm. They really push you. They give you a lot of tips. They like for you to do the work. And then when you're really stuck, they come help you. And they do they have their you. own shops by any chance? Or Nick Farah does have his own shop. That's oh, where that I currently sense. work. Uh, oh, Ron Palmer, he's sense. just been the teacher at College of Marine for a while now, and he just does his own stuff. You know. Mm, okay, that makes sense. I mean, if he has a shop, I think he he has the passion for it and is teaching for you yeah. know to others. I think that connection is is crucial. Yeah. If you just having someone teaching you by book, it's just like. Obviously, they don't know anything. They're just going to go buy the book. Yeah, and I think that's what's cool at College of Marine because, you know, Nick has experience with his shop and mm-hmm. he does a lot of different cars on the daily. And Ron has his experience. He told me that when he was my age, he used to work at a body shop and mm-hmm. he's just learned a lot of stuff growing up. And him and Nick get together a lot and they, you know, they just have these big conversations about what things could happen and like how they could work and what it could be. So, they get together and they solve problems, which is really cool in my opinion. And okay. Yeah. I, I think it's also just so important that, again, like, I feel like a lot of schools, they're like, when they're looking for new teachers, sometimes they say like, oh, that, that guy owns a mechanic shop for over 35 years. We should hire him. And they would hire that person, but that person isn't a good teacher. Yeah. Right? So they it just the, depends on also, your teaching skills. True. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it should be a balance between having actual actual hands-on experience and also being able to communicate with um, different types of learning styles because not everybody learns, learns the same. Nope. And also um, understanding the book as well. I think it's a combination of all three things to be able to, be, to have a good class. Yeah, you know, like our, our teacher, Ron Palmer, he's a very great guy, you know. He walks around making jokes about mm-hmm. cars. Like, I don't know where he comes up with them. You know, <laughs> he's, I was doing the Datsun. He's like, you're going to get it done that that soon, you know. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, so he just kind of makes it feel like when you go to an environment, they make you feel welcomed <laughs> and you want to show up. You know, yeah. I think that's what's important, that teachers make you want to show up to school. Because, I mean, a teacher can teach you, but if they don't, if they're not making you feel like you should go, then I think there's something wrong there, you know, because yeah. it's a beautiful yeah. program and you learn mm-hmm. a lot. That's so true. Because with, with me at the JC, luckily I had a great experience in their audio program because the audio teacher, you know, he owned his own studio. So I knew I could trust him and he kept everything very real. You know what I mean? Like he told us that this program is still being developed. So we apologize that, again, communication like that so important because yeah. you don't just have a teacher going in and just kind of figuring things out as the as the semester goes because, unfortunately, there are a lot of classes that tend to be like that. Um, but I was very fortunate to um, 
have that experience. What I really like about the program also is that they allow you to work on your own cars. Oh, uh, do they? To, you just have to talk about it with them, <laughs> and they obviously okay you. And, you know, like, recently, like, three weeks ago, I put an engine in for my friend. His motor blew. He was, like, racing or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, like, we talked to them, and they said it was okay for us to do it. We got a new engine, and then, you know, we got on the task, and we got it done. And it's very cool because, you know, I personally live in an apartment, and it's very hard to do work in an apartment uh, because of the hard. space, the regulations, <laughs> you know, so... I mean, if you have a house, you're lucky because you can just, you know, Work kill the, the stuff in the garage. But a lot of students, <laughs> I think, that come from low-income places don't have a, a place to work. And they, they have a lot of passion and vision, but they just have, they lack the tools, you know. They're very expensive. They lack the area where you can work. And mm-hmm. they just make you feel very welcomed. And they allow you to do your own things, which, you know, it's beneficial. You know, they mm-hmm. were trying to charge my friend like $3,000 for the engine swap. You know, we did it with less money. I'm not going to say prices because that's our secrets. But, <laughs> you know, we got it done. And I'm happy to have helped him. He has his car back. You know, he needed to go to work. And now I see him more happy, you know, less stressed out. Because, I mean, now he doesn't have to waste a lot of money fixing it. Absolutely. And he has his car back. Yeah. And did he get to fix it himself, too? Or were you the one that mainly worked on that? We both did, you oh. know, but I, I mainly did the work. He's just, he's kind of getting into it. So oh, I, okay. I took my time to help him out and really explain to him, too. You know, that's why I think it's cool at Calm, too. Some students know a lot more. So then they help other students. So, that's so cool. you don't just get yeah. taught by the teachers. Everyone around you teaches you. Yeah, that's awesome. Because they have experience. The environment, yeah. yeah. What was the car? It was a little Honda Civic 2004. 2004 Honda Civic. All right. Yeah. Okay. SI? No, no it's base model. A base but model? Huh? He thought it was an SI. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I was going to ask, um, or not ask, but more like comment. I've been dreaming of a place like that where the youth can come and work on their cars and learn about their cars. Unfortunately, like you said, there's a lot of your regulations, a lot of things you got to watch out for. And as well, the space. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them don't have that. And if you were to go to an actual shop and say, hey, can I rent your your shop for to do my projects? It's really hard to do that. And it's rare that they'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So speaking from our experience with my my brother and our friend being so into cars, one of our, our dreams is being able to have a place where people can come chill and, and work on their cars. If they need to have a space for that, have a space for, if you just want to, you know, admire your car, (laughs) it's totally fine. Um, and I feel like calm seems to be kind of like that environment, which is awesome for anyone who's into mechanics or wants to get into mechanics or is interested, just go in and, and, Go to the program and say hi to Gustavo. Yeah, Tell we'll him. be there. We'll introduce <laughs> yeah. you to all the teachers. Yeah. Don't be scared to come. They don't bite. They're really mm-hmm. cool people. You know, I try to always get new recruits for the program. You know, every time someone's like, oh, I like cars, I try to get more people to sign up. I've had friends that are like, I'm going to go to Santa Rosa, and I'm like, don't. I've tried. Yeah. From personal experience, mm-hmm. just go to come. you know. So how long is the program? For? Uh, it depends. It's based on units. Okay. And the courses you take. So I think it's a total of like 60 units. I'm not too sure for the automotive certificates. And obviously each class has it's like one class is one unit. Some are three, some are five. And right now for the summer, there's also a cool thing where they do 
projects only so you can enlist for courses like body shop and engines and okay you bring your own stuff and it's just straight projects over the summer so no homework nothing like oh, you so just sick. take your that's car so cool. and you do you so if you yeah. guys are looking for that place go to college of marine okay that's awesome. that's awesome that's so sick that they have so many flexible classes like that yeah you know like me and my friend uh chris we painted my beetle at college of marine i made the color it's like a mint green i don't even know what color it is <laughs> i was just throwing things in a bucket i wanted something that you would look at even if you weren't trying to look at it <laughs> while i was driving you know so i've i always dreamed about painting my own car and leslie good she's the instructor of the program she taught us paint she used to have a body shop with her husband and she's like been a really good role model to us and she's taught us a lot about body work and it's just been a great experience. I painted my car last summer during the projects um, classes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've enjoyed that car. A lot of people like the paint. Like you said, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll rent you this place. Come paint your car. And if it's they do, they're like, right. you're doing it wrong. You got to do it like mm-hmm. this. Oh, just let us do it. You're taking too long. And there it's like they teach you how to do it, how to mix paints, how to use the guns. So before you even do anything, they obviously make you do like a little course with some panels and they teach you how to work the guns and how to mm-hmm. mix paints and do primers and whatever you need to do. And then they let you do your own car, which is kind of cool. No one's ever going to be like, come paint your car. You know, you obviously pay for the supplies, but it's not too bad, you know. Yeah, the labor part is the expensive part in yeah. the shop. So if yeah. you get your own parts and then you, you, you do, do it, it yourself, yourself, it's like you save a lot of money. And I don't know, the satisfaction of seeing your car the way it was to your car how it is after you paint it after you're doing everything is so it's amazing and then you driving it it's a whole other experience yeah yeah you know like my dad had this beetle before i bought it off of him sitting in the lot for about eight years (laughs) so i mean it was like in black primer and Mm -hmm. sun faded and it was lifted and it was just you know slowly dying but with the with the effort and college of marion i was able to you know do everything i've I don't know. You know, I used to work in this lot we have, and then I used to, I lowered my car, you know, on dirt. You know, it's very uncomfortable to work in. There's rocks. You can't get, like, good positioning for the jacks. And some people just don't know how good it is to have a lift and a clean floor and a nice warm space to work with with organized tools. So I think College of Marine has done a lot for me in the automotive program Mm -hmm. and for my car. So every time I see someone and they ask me where I do it, I always shout out College of Marin. That's awesome. Yeah. I, there's a quote that I, from Cars, like the movie Disney Cars, um, <laughs> that reminded me about like classic cars. And I, I, I remember this quote because I put it when I posted the transformation of our car. And it's, um, there was a lot left in me, but I never got the chance to show them. And that's by the fabulous Hudson Hornet. Uh-huh. And so I believe that fully with classic cars because they, people are like, mm, they no see when, gonna throw it away. But yep. then you put a little bit of love Oh, you can do wonders. Yeah, my mom's always like, oh, all your money's in that car, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, when are you going to start saving? And I'm like, that is savings, you know. In a way it is. It's crazy because if you buy a, a car and you fix it up and you do it yourself and you resell that car, you can sometimes triple it, double it, the price from what you got, including supplies, and you make a profit out of it. Or you want to keep them. I'm never selling my vehicle. <laughs> it's a little gonna be a memory of my mom and dad and my whole family Mm -hmm. it was a i had to battle with that car for a lot of time like 
<laughs> I had to pay like two thousand dollars in registration God, fees. Like, oh, you paid that much? Yeah. I was Why? Just, you know, there was no going back after that. I had already got the car. Really? How come you paid so much? Well, when my dad bought it, they they forgot to put it on on up, so it was kind of our mistake. Oh. So if oh. I would have done it a month earlier. I wouldn't have had to pay, but... Oh, that sucks. Okay. It was worth it in the long run. Yeah. You know, money right. comes and goes. But the experience that I got from that car, all the learning that I did from that car, from the moment that it didn't work to the moment where it's at right now, sometimes I just wake up in the morning and just look at it outside and I'm like, yep, yep. I did all that. You know, I learned so much from that car. I feel like programs tend to teach you, like you said, from new new cars. And you can't really learn the new if you don't know the old because... Mm, I like that. You need to know the concept of how it started to know how why it improved and why they did new changes to everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you ever gone to like a like a junkyard and kind of looked through the cars that are there? Like, have you ever done anything like that? I'm always at the pick and pull. Oh, yeah, okay. I always okay. see what I can it's get. It's really you know? interesting to go there. Yeah. I, you sometimes know, you find cool stuff. Oh yeah, and if you're lucky, other times you just find a like you know everything's empty. Some people are scared to work on cars. Go to the pick and pull. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do, do it there. The car's already gonna get crushed. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you need to change your valve cover. Take the bolts off. See how it works before you do it on your own car. That way, when you do it on your own car, you know what to watch out That's for. So smart. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you want to pull the engine? Go pull it out there. Just drop it on the floor. You know, just see how it works. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter because those cars are gonna be trash anyway. So go learn there. Start simple. You know. I know my brother. I didn't know what a pick and pull was. My brother was like, we're going to go and find and see if we find... Because I have a 1989 Fox body and um, we bought it during a pandemic and it was destroyed and we we did the paint ourselves. We were restoring. It's our project car. And he was looking for a specific part for his Mustang and, and my Mustang. And then he said, let's go see if they have it. And I thought we were going to go to like... I don't know, a nice place. And he goes, and he's like, make sure you take your hat and everything. Okay. And I show up and I'm like, where are we? And he's like, oh, look. And I saw these crashed cars. Yeah. And I was like, what are we doing here? And he's like, no, look. And it was so fun because we were like doing an, um, uh, like, um, scavenger hunt because he was like you, we're gonna find this and i'll be the you know going, and everything yeah he's like we would be looking or sometimes we find the car we're looking for and then you go in there's nothing in there yeah and so he's like it's just part of the process so it's really fun yeah you know sometimes i've had a lot of friends that have gotten into collisions and they want me to fix it for them and i tell them like you want it to be cheaper go to the pick and pull sometimes you get so lucky that you find the same part in the same yeah. car that you don't even have to pay for the paint yeah just put it on yeah. That's what I think is so cool. Yeah, because um, I, I watch a lot of YouTubers who, like, again, work on project cars, and a lot of them vlog themselves be- going to these pick and pulls. And it's just always cool to see them, how they repurpose, literally, like, whatever they find and put it on their new car. And it's just, like, Yeah, you awesome. know, what I like is that you're basically recycling. So yeah. you're taking something that was going to get used for trash, and you still mm-hmm. use it and give it yeah, value for again, sure. you know? Yeah, that's that's what my brother. I I don't work fully on the cars, but my brother and our our friend he is. They do the same thing. Like that's what they they do, and just learning themselves. I mean, they've they've been doing a lot of. You know, the best part that I think is that OEM fit. Mm-hmm. You can only get at the pick and pull. <laughs> you can buy aftermarket parts, but some never fit correctly. New bumpers, mm. new hoods, whatever it is. Some just. They're just not right, you mm-hmm. know. They do like a mold, so it's not like it's gonna come out perfectly, mm-hmm. you know. But obviously, the original part is gonna be the best. Yeah, 
Oh, for you know, sure. We bought a temp sensor for my friend's Honda Civic because it had a startup issue, and it was something related with that. And we put the new one in. It was like $65. Same problem. We go to pick and pull. We got it there for like five bucks. Put it in. Clean it up. Start it right up. Like yeah. nothing fits like OEM. So go to the pick and pull. Recycle. It's like a car thrift store. No, for yeah. It is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do have a, one more question. And it's after you finish the program, the certificate that you get, what can you do with that for those who want to know? Well, you can do a lot depending on your mentality you know obviously you can go to a shop and apply Mm -hmm. and try to get a job but like you were saying earlier you don't have experience how are you gonna get hired so you know personally i think it's up to you like personally what i'm gonna do is try to open my own shop with the certificates you know people feel more comfortable letting someone who's certified work on their vehicles so it depends on your vision what you want to do I mean, the the easiest thing to do is go apply at an auto shop. They like for you to be certified. They like the uh, master auto repair technician certificates, you know. So it just tells your employer he showed up to this place, knows the concept, so then someone can walk you through something that you need to do at work. But for me, I'm going to try to open my own shop. So uh, you mentioned earlier that after COM you're planning to, are you planning to go continue school or are you done with that? Uh, depending on everything goes out and how my plans play out, if not, I will be transferring to either hopefully San Francisco State or Sac State, and I will pursue my career of mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. So, oh, nice, yeah, that's what I will be getting into. Well, definitely mm-hmm. choosing SF State because I went to SF State too. So <laughs> that's where I okay. transferred over to. So. No, I l- I love your vision and your idea of like, um, not taking the traditional way but going to college and having a hands-on learning experience and then saying hey i want to open a shop and yeah, i think you know, like sorry to interrupt no no it's good go, go ahead you know i work at a shop already and we do maintenance and repairs and stuff but that's not what i see myself doing long term mm-hmm. me and my friends we want to get into classic car restoration fabrication oh God. everything that we can you know so yeah, yeah. one day we can open a shop it'll be called bbg automotive you know oh. why bbg built vehicle garage and um. it's also build volkswagen garage we all like beetles so oh, okay that's, that's awesome. just we're gonna decide what it's gonna be when it opens mm-hmm. but you know that's the vision we want to bring old cars back to life we want to do someone come be like oh do this body kit for us you know something that you don't see all the time that's what we want to get into we want to turn regular cars into something you don't see every day no, I agree with that for sure. So we have about three minutes left. Um, I just wanted to ask you, so what are just some final tips that you have for people who, again, reaching out to the people who want to learn more about working on their car? I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but what do you think are like the top three things people should, like basic maintenance that people should know how to do themselves? You should for sure know how to do your oil change. Mm-hmm. You just take the filter off and the drain plug, put it back and it up you need to know how to do brakes brakes are very expensive you can do it for yourself for like 10 percent of the regular price and i've done brakes that some go for like 2400 you know personal opinion like you can do that for 500 you know save mm-hmm. some money yeah and just checking your fluids overall you know checking your dipstick for the oil checking your transmission fluid checking your windshield wiper fluid you know simple things keep the car alive a long time Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, 
Santi? No, I, I'm really glad I got to meet you here and get to learn more about you. And it's another connection that I have in case, you know, something we can't figure out that we can, hey, Gustavo, you want to come and yeah, take a course. look at this? Um, like I said, my family and I were really into cars, especially my brother. And we hope to, you know, to see the work that you do continue. And hopefully we can work on projects together. Yeah, let us know. Paint, whatever yeah. you need. And we're excited to see you when you open up your shop, man. It's going to happen. Yep. You know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You just got to manifest it and yeah. pray. Yeah, for sure. You know, one thing I want to say to everyone is if you want to get into cars, never be scared to touch anything. A lot of people, they're scared to break parts. But if you're a mechanic and you want to be a mechanic, your job is to fix parts <laughs> and cars. So <laughs> yeah, you can't true. mess mechanics up. You can just learn from it. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Beautiful way of thinking. All right. Well, well thank, thank you, you so much. Uh, thank you guys for having me on here. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was Thank a pleasure you. to meet you. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.